name's Adam Stanecki. I am a wholehearted wellness coach underlying my theory, my methodology, my understanding of how we can all go all into our lives, live with joy and the fullness of experience is what I call wholeheartedness. And today I wanted to share with you my philosophy, my understanding, my model of how we can each achieve wholeheartedness. And it comes down to three pillars. The three pillars are words that you have probably heard before. I want you for a moment just to take a step back from your preconceptions of these words so you can maybe approach them from a different perspective, a different aspect, a different way of looking at them so that you can perhaps understand wholeheartedness and how to get more out of your life in a new way. Now, the first pillar is openness. Openness is being open to all that life can provide for you without being so protected and so guarded that you miss opportunities. We'll go into openness a little bit further in a moment. The second pillar of wholeheartedness is mindfulness. Very popular word at the moment. It has different meanings for different people. You might think mindfulness is all about meditation or about the practice of being present in your life as you are right now. These are all true. My idea of mindfulness has a little bit more to it. The third and final pillar is resilience. Often misunderstood, resilience is not about strength. More correctly, or more appropriately in this case, resilience is about adaptability and flexibility and the ability to get up when you've been knocked down, to overcome what gets put in front of you. If you have a failure, you accept it and you move on. That is resilience in the truest fashion when we're talking about our lives and who we are and how we can be better as people. In each of these pillars, there are three additional chunks. And the idea here is that you can chunk down each of these pillars to learn what maybe you can focus on in your life right now. To improve if you need to improve. And it also gives you a way, a method, an understanding of what you're good at right now. So you can celebrate what you're good at and you can focus on what you're not so good at if you choose to do so. We start in openness with authenticity. A word, again, that is very big at the moment and sometimes misunderstood and misrepresented. In the case of wholeheartedness, authenticity is just about being unapologetically yourself. When you choose to show the world who you are, you are truly open. You allow opportunity to come towards you. You're not guarded. You're being yourself. And you're not showing different masks to different people. Now, authenticity is something that is very difficult for most people. And I would suggest this is one of the best places to start if you're looking at living a wholehearted life. 
because most people that I have coached over the years, some 20 plus years in this industry, most people who are out of touch with what some people would call their purpose, out of touch with themselves, out of touch with their heart, struggle to go any further. So this is a great place to start. In openness also, and when we're talking about authenticity, you may have already stepped into this idea of being vulnerable. And again, this term is very big at the moment. And again, misunderstood. Vulnerability is not weakness. It is a preparedness to take damage, to be injured. So in openness, when you put yourself out there into the world, you are taking a risk that it might not go your way and you're okay with that. You accept the results no matter what because you need to be true to yourself to live the wholeness of your life. So vulnerability is not a lack of strength. It's not a weakness. In fact, I would say it is a strength to be vulnerable in the appropriate times, to be open, to be able to take those wounds, to take those losses and still move on. And the last part of openness, possibly my favorite, is curiosity. When you become curious about what is possible, you start to open doors, realize possibilities, see opportunities, ask questions, meet new people. I trust you can see what I'm pointing at here. So openness is being yourself, allowing yourself to be at risk of pain, hurt, and also being curious about what's possible for you. Moving on to mindfulness and the first part of mindfulness, which has an overlap, these terms are almost the same, is awareness. The reason I chose to use a different term and talk about awareness is to remove it from the practice of mindfulness. You can be aware, in tune, in touch, without practicing mindfulness in some kind of let's say, meditative practice or other mindfulness practice. When you're aware, you can be aware of yourself, your thoughts and your feelings. You can be aware of other people. You can pay better attention in conversations. You can notice more. So awareness is a rather big one. And again, possibly the best place to start if you are wanting to investigate mindfulness. Adding on top of that is compassion, which is this feeling of empathy, some would say sorrow, I would say sensitivity towards other people's conditions, whether they are positive or negative. It's an understanding and with that a desire to alleviate any suffering that someone else might be experiencing right now. It's a deep understanding of the human condition. When you're mindful of other people, you can start to better understand how you can relate to them and how what you do might affect them. You can make better decisions. Compassion connects you to that person, almost we would say heart to heart. So it's a key part of mindfulness. And the last one is gratitude. Being thankful for what you've got, even when you feel like everything sucks, whenever that may be. We all go through peaks and troughs. So having a practice of gratitude where you recognize what you have and what you are dearly thankful for is a very positive way to approach life. Instead of worrying about, being concerned about, focusing on what you don't have, you give yourself the opportunity 
to see what you do have and to celebrate that. And I can say that I have seen this in myself and in my clients that when they have an attitude of gratitude, and you may have heard that terminology before, when they have that attitude of gratitude, they start to see possibility. They become more aware. With gratitude comes compassion. And we move back into openness and authenticity, vulnerability and curiosity. This is a really big one. And in, in all honesty, a very simple process that you can go through right now would be a gratitude practice. Simply waking in the morning and writing down three things that you are thankful for in your life right now. Great place to start with mindfulness and wholeheartedness. Moving on to resilience. One of the difficulties most people have is accepting where they are right now. And that can lead to playing the victim, asking questions like, why me? Why is this happening again? When you can move into acceptance and accept things they are right now, even if they do suck, you take the power back into yourself. The power is not external. You empower yourself to do whatever it is that you can do right now to change how things are for you, if that's what you want to do. Acceptance is the start of moving past trauma, of moving past difficulty, of moving past any other challenges. Now, acceptance doesn't mean that you necessarily agree with what's happening, that you want it to happen, but it allows you to move on. Next is ownership. Something that I got from Leif Babin and Jocko Willink in their book, Extreme Ownership, it's the idea that you own all of your stuff, that you don't put blame on other people. Even if something is caused external to you, you take the responsibility, the ownership on yourself to do what needs to be done to make the change in your life. This is all about you not being the victim again, being able to pick yourself up when you get knocked down or when you fall down, make the changes that you need to make in your life. Of all the nine parts of these three pillars, this is the tough love part. This is where you get to look at yourself and own your own stuff. And lastly, self-reliance. No matter how good your support network is, the plain truth of the matter is it is your life it is up to you to do what you need to do to become and be the person that you want to be. There is a great essay by Ralph Waldo Emerson that I recommend you look up. You'll find it for free online, all about self-reliance. You have to learn that you are the key to your own success, your own happiness, your own joy. To live with all of your heart, to be wholehearted, you must develop self-reliance. So again, from the start, we have openness and within openness, authenticity, vulnerability and curiosity. In mindfulness, the second pillar, awareness, compassion and gratitude. And in resilience, this ability to get back up no matter how many times you've been knocked down, we have acceptance, ownership and self-reliance. Now, this begs the question, of course, how can you use this? How can you develop wholeheartedness, this greater 
understanding this idea of wholeheartedness with these principles, with this framework. One thing that you can ask yourself is, where am I strong? Am I good at authenticity or maybe awareness or perhaps ownership? You can choose then to share that with the world or just focus on what makes you strong in that area. And then you can potentially use those skills, those resources to feed into other areas that maybe you are not quite as strong in. Which goes to the next question, where can I grow? There may be some part of your life that feels inadequate or missing or could be improved right now. I would suggest to you that you can investigate one of these nine chunks of each of the three pillars and see that in which of those chunks, in which of those areas, you're currently not performing at your best. And then work out what you can do, not why, work out what you can do right now to improve yourself in that area. You're starting to see that this is a big picture and filling in all of those blanks gives you the completeness, the wholeness of the experience of your life. If you want to look at right now, which is very mindful, you can look at each of these aspects of wholeheartedness and maybe you will find one that will serve you today in whatever it is that is happening for you right now or whatever you may need to do later today. Perhaps you need to be compassionate or you need to be aware or you need to be vulnerable. Once you understand what you need in any of these situations, you can take steps to implement that need in that particular area. Possibly my favourite question, what can I recognise in others? You will notice your own strengths and weaknesses. What's happening for other people around you? When you can understand where in each of these nine areas people are strong and not so strong, you might be able to recognise why communication is difficult, when communication works, how you can better connect with other people. If you are a coach or a mentor or someone helping and guiding someone, you can point to where people can improve and you can also point to where people can celebrate their strengths. Last question. What can I do to go back to that first pillar and be more open? Because quite honestly, out of all of this wholeheartedness material, being open is where it's at. Once you open yourself to the world, to other people, to the universe, you might say, that is where you will start to recognize just what is possible for you with wholeheartedness. How can you be more mindful? All right, so we've moved off what I would call the really big one into mindfulness because to become more open, you need to become more aware, more compassionate, have more gratitude. How can you be more mindful right now? No surprise, the last question is, how can I be more resilient? When do you play the victim? When are you strong and able to pick yourself up, more adaptable, more flexible? When do you go with the flow? Just thinking about these three questions and understanding what you have done previously, how you behave, can help you behave in a way that is more helpful in the future. To be very specific about right now and to make sure it's not overly complicated because there are a few parts and pieces here in this method of wholeheartedness. 
I give you this question. What one thing can I do today to become more wholehearted? If you just do one thing today, you will create a small change in your life. I wonder what that one thing can be for you. If you're interested in learning more about wholeheartedness, wellness coaching, how you can go in and live your life with the fullness of what is available to you, then let me suggest we get in touch. You get in touch with me. We have a conversation. You can find me at adamstenecki.com.au. I'm also all over socials. Just look for my name and you'll find me. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you got something out of this presentation and it gave you an idea of what you can do to live a more wholehearted life. Thank you so much for your time.